0: lessons that God taught me over the last several months and still teaching me if you have your Bibles this morning turn to first Peter chapter 5 we're gonna be looking at verses 5 through 7 about three weeks ago we had a missionary on a Sunday night and a missionary was in my office and he said pastor Hassel I've been praying for you I heard you had a broken arm then he said someone else told me you had cancer which one I said all of the above. <laughs> now I've realized this, and you understand this too, that you cannot control the circumstances in your life. You cannot control how people act and react and respond and what they say about you. But you can control how you react to life. And I want to preach this morning on how to get God's attention. know when you think about what's going on today in our world don't you want God's attention when you pray don't you want God to pay attention to you well I believe there's one sin that God pays attention to that's pride and when we're humble he pays attention to those who are humble and folks every person in this auditorium we battle with pride I battle with pride. When I was thinking about what's been going on in my life, it's not the things that happened that were the hardest to deal with. It was the stress. It was the mental anguish, thinking about those things. And folks, this morning, I'm going to identify the person that has caused me the most problems. And they're in the auditorium this morning. I know everybody's nervous. That person is right here. No one makes me sin. No one makes me get mad. No one makes me gossip. No one makes me respond in an ungodly way. I choose to do those things. And what's interesting Peter is writing to a group of believers who were suffering 16 different times. He talks about suffering. I asked several people in Sunday school, how was their week? And said it was terrible. It was hard. Someone once said this morning to me, I'm glad we're starting a new week. I remember how many times people said 2020. I'm glad 2020 is over. I, I can't wait for 2021. I can't wait for, I don't know, the rapture. (laughs) But what Peter tells him to do, he said, don't hide, don't run. Don't fight back, don't criticize. He says, you humble yourself. And folks, if you don't get anything out of the message this morning about this one thing, humble yourself. Because humility... Is part of the Christian life. A person cannot get saved without being humble. Matthew chapter 18, verse 3, Jesus said, You must humble yourself and be like a child to inherit the kingdom of God. And I've witnessed to enough people to realize that most people feel like, I'm not a sinner, I'm not that bad. Why? I've never been to jail, I've never killed anybody. I'm a pretty good person. No, you need to realize that salvation is 100% based on works. You say, wait a minute, Pastor. Not our works. 100% the works of Jesus Christ. It's not 99% Christ and 1% us. It's all because of Jesus Christ. When Jesus died on the cross, he said, it is finished if there were some way that we could work our way into heaven, then Jesus did not have to die on the cross. A person cannot get saved without humility. It's a hallmark of godliness. You cannot grow in the Lord without being humble. You cannot be long-suffering without humility. You cannot be a forgiver without humility. You cannot show meekness without humility. Jesus tells us to follow him, follow his example. The most humble person that ever lived and is still living is Jesus Christ. You see, I realize this, that the same things may happen to you But it's your response to those things. And when you're humble, you don't have to worry about how it affects you. Because I've never in my life, and I preach a lot of funerals, I've never had that person in casket complain about anything. Even if I didn't pronounce their name right, they didn't say a word. And folks, the more we die to self, the more Christ is going to fill our hearts. There's nothing good in us. The only good in us is Jesus Christ. First Peter chapter 5, verse 5, the Bible says, Likewise ye younger, in the same way ye younger, submit yourselves unto the, your, unto the elder, Yea, all of you be subject one to another and be clothed with humility, for God resists the proud, giveth grace to the humble. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that He may exalt you in due time, casting all your care upon Him, for He careth for you. Let's pray. Father, oh Lord, I pray this morning that all of us would take to heart This message from you. Lord, if there should be someone here this morning that isn't saved, I pray that you would work in their heart. Oh, God, help us this morning to realize that every conflict, every fight, every disagreement we have is because of pride. Oh, Lord, help us understand this morning that every time we sin, pride is behind that sin. And Lord, when we make decisions against you, it's because of the pride in our hearts. Oh, Lord, do what I cannot do. Father, work in hearts this morning. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Have you ever prayed or maybe in your mind you said, Lord, I, I want to be used by you. And that it's a good thing. And then God answers that prayer. And so he sends a trial or trials into your life. And then what do we do? The very thing that God sends you into our life to make us more like Christ, we complain about, we grumble about, we fight against, we resist. And it's the very thing that we need in our lives. Now, Peter is writing to these believers and he's saying to them, this is what you need to do when you have trials in your life. And I don't believe there's a person in this auditorium that you don't have trials. And believe me, if you have already had some trials, you're getting ready to go through some more trials. Because that's life. First of all, who is Peter talking to? Likewise, the younger, submit yourselves unto the younger. Yea, all of you be subject one to another, be clothed with humility, for God resisteth the proud and giveth grace unto Likewise, ye you younger, spit yourselves, therefore, unto the elder. Yea, all of you be subject one to another. Be clothed with humility. For God raises the proud and giveth grace to the humble. Folks, God is looking for someone that has a humble heart. Submission focuses not on personality, but position. Let me say that again. Submission focuses not on personality, but on position. There are wives I hear from all the time that say, well, I I don't want to submit to my husband because he's not a godly person. He doesn't love the Lord. Why, if it wasn't for me nagging him to come to church, he wouldn't come to church. He has an anger problem. Folks, it's not the personality, it's the position. You say, well, pastor, you don't know about my boss. Well, God knew about your boss when he wrote this. You say, well, my boss is inconsistent. My boss is not fair. My boss lies all the time. You submit to your boss because you submit to the boss unto the Lord. I hear from pastors all over the country. I don't know why they call me and ask for advice, but they say, you know, it just seems like Christians today, they would rather submit to a personality than a position. You submit to your pastor because God tells you to, because if you don't submit to your pastor, you're not submitting to God. It seems like today that uh, church members have privileges, (laughs) And I've had so many pastors call me up and say, you know, our church is being divided and there's people in the church that are are, are full of pride and critical and, and and folks, we need revival. We're on the same team. And many of these pastors tell me their churches are splitting because of the coronavirus. You know what I came to the conclusion? That you can get the vaccine and still be saved. And you cannot get the vaccine and still be saved. That is your choice. We need to love one another. Now, Peter's the who is all of you, younger, old, rich or poor, educated or uneducated, all of you. Who, secondly, the what? Likewise, ye younger. Submit yourselves unto the elder, gay, yea, all of you be subject one to another. Be clothed with humility, for God resists the proud, giveth grace to the humble. What is humility? It's thinking low of yourself. Not a reverse pride. Not not not, not that attitude that I can't do anything. I'm not worth anything. It's You still think of self. It's Bringing yourself, realizing that God is great and you are nothing. Know what it is? It's understanding that everything you have comes from God. Giving God the credit. There is not a such thing as a self-made person in this auditorium. There's a God in heaven. You have parents. You had teachers, you had bosses, you have people that have contributed to your life. You know, the best actors are not in Hollywood, California. The best actors are in churches on a Sunday morning. How many times do we come to church and we act like we're really spiritual, but we're not? Because all week long we live in carnality. And then we come into church on a Sunday morning and we adjust our halo. And we want everybody else to think that we're something when we're not. Now you can lie to me, but you can't lie to God. And the Bible says that God will give grace to the humble. And so we see what Humility is not thinking less of yourself. It is not thinking of yourself. It's not thinking of yourself. I've came to the conclusion after God's been working my heart about it. I have to ask God all the time to forgive me for my thoughts that are focused on self. Wanting to put self first. Wanting to have my own way. Not only do we look at the who, we look at the what, but we look at the why this morning. Why should we be humble? First of all, God says to. It was several weeks ago, probably months ago, I told Joel to uh, go out and check the mail. And he went out and checked, went out to the mailbox, came back and said, Dad, there wasn't anything in there. And as he was telling me that, I could see out the window, and I saw the mail truck pull up. And put some mail in and took off. And I said, Joe, go back outside right now and, and there's mail there, I promise. No, there isn't. I just checked. I said, Joe, go out there and check it. So I convinced him to. He went out there and I watched him. He pulled the mail out and then he hid it underneath his shirt. <laughs> he comes in there like there was, wasn't any mail. I said, where's the mail? What male? I said, under your shirt. So he pulled it out and gave it to me. He was like, how did you know? Well, folks, there's a God in heaven that sees everything, but he's in control of everything. You know, you can be a Christian this morning and be miserable. God says the solution is to be humble. And he tells us why. Likewise, ye younger, submit yourselves unto the elder. Yea, all of you be subject one to another. Be clothed with humility. For God resists the proud, giveth grace to the humble. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time. God tells us to humble ourselves. I cringe when I hear someone say, Lord, humble me. I don't want God to humble me. We need to humble ourselves. You know, it, it's something we forget that. I don't know why we, you know, especially moms don't uh, make a big deal of this. But, you know, you can't wait for your kid to crawl. And you they, they start crawling around six months. And everybody thinks their kid is the best, or their grandkids the best. Man, mean, you won't believe my kid, man. They, they started walking when they were eight months old. They were throwing a football. And, uh, man, man, they're great. And uh, uh, they could talk. And uh, usually kids start talking after a year. Well my kid could read out the dictionary you think they got the next uh, professional athlete there or uh, you know uh, some genius but what about when they can dress themselves that's a huge milestone how many remember that time when you were helping your kid, you know, get dressed? You got to put the shoes on and the socks on and the shirt on. And um, it's a great accomplishment when they can dress themselves. So. Well, Peter said, you dress yourself with humility. When you got dressed this morning, did you remember that you were supposed to be humble? We don't think of that. We think the other person needs to be humble. Not ourselves. Folks you cannot change what will happen to you this week. But you can change your response to it. Because we have this attitude that comes from a heart of pride that I don't deserve to be treated this way. I deserve better. Why do they know who they're talking to? Folks, that's all from a heart of pride. And God cannot use a person full of pride. So why should we be humble. First of all, God hates pride. In Proverbs chapter 6, 16, verse 5 says, Everyone that is proud in heart is an abomination to the Lord. Though hand joined in hand, he shall not be unpunished. Proverbs 6, verse 15, or 16. These six things that the Lord hate, yea, seven, are an abomination unto him, a proud look, a lying tongue, and hands that shed innocent blood. So God hates pride. He can't stand it. Pride has no place in the life of a believer. But first of all, why should we be humble? I've got three reasons why from the word of God. First of all, Peter says, God resists the proud. God resists the proud. That word resist is a military term. That means God will set himself against you. Now, folks, I don't want God against me. God is everywhere. God is more powerful. He never loses. He's undefeated. The Bible says, God resists the proud, but giveth grace unto the humble. James chapter 4, verse 6, But he giveth more grace, wherefore he saith, God resists the proud, but giveth grace unto the humble. Proverbs 16, verse 18, Pride goeth before destruction, and a haughty spirit before a fall. You want God to be against you? Be full of pride. You see, the other person is not the problem. You see, if I could just have a different parent or different pastor or different uh, uh, boss, I would be happy. Folks, you would not be happy. We need to change. Secondly, not only does God resist the proud, God giveth grace To the humble. Grace is getting what we don't deserve. And I'm thankful that salvation is by the grace of God. Because when He knows everything about us and we're not hiding anything from Him, He gives us His grace. I'm so thankful for that. The Bible says, likewise, you younger, submit yourselves unto the elder, yea, all of you be subject one to another. Be clothed with humility, for God resists the proud and giveth grace to the humble. God says he'll give grace to us. Then thirdly, God exalts the humble. Pride tries to exalt self. Humility lets God exalt them. And he says in due time, we have our time, and uh, if God doesn't work in our timetable, we think he's late. He's never late. He's always right on time. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, verse 6 says, that he may exalt you in due time. Isn't that a blessing? You want to get God's attention? You humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. God is sovereign. Every time we complain or we are critical, we're complaining against God Almighty because he's in control of everything. And he either plans the events in our life or he not only just plans, or he allows them, he permits them. We serve a wonderful God. Accept your circumstances from God. The most humble person in the world was Jesus Christ. In Philippians chapter 2, he said the Bible says he humbled himself, became a man. He humbled himself and died on the cross. And the Bible says in Philippians chapter 2 that someday he will be exalted and every knee shall bow before him. The way up is down in the life of the believer. We looked at who. Everyone, every believer the why, humble yourself. We looked at why, because the Bible says that God resists the proud, giveth grace to the humble, and he will exalt you in due time. And then the way. How do we know if we're humble? Verse 7, he tells us. And sometimes you think that uh, that was just an add-on, that Peter was thinking, okay, cast all your care upon the Lord, for he cares for you. Know what Peter's saying, if you truly are humble, you will cast all your care upon him because he cares for you. You see, the moment I'm stressed out, the moment I'm worried about something, it's because of a heart of pride. I give it to God. We've all been here before. I give something to God and say, Lord, you take this. And within seconds, I take it right back. What I'm saying to God is, God, I don't trust you. I've got to work this out in my own way, my own plans. I love what Peter says, casting. That means get rid of all your care. The word care means to divide the mind. Have you ever been there? You might be in church this morning. You, Your body is, but your mind is someplace else. You're thinking about that thing that uh, is your work problem or your home problem or whatever it may be. Casting all your care upon him for he careth for you. Folks, don't ever say and don't ever think that no one cares about you because you're calling God a liar. He cares about you. He cares a lot about you. He cares about you more than you care about yourself. And he cares about what happens to you. But see, he has the big picture in mind. And too many times we allow what happens to us from others to be more important than what God has done for us. Folks, we are going to heaven. Stress is a result of pride. And the more pride you have, the more stress you'll have in your life. If you're worried this morning, fearful, and and you're wondering, why do I have so much stress in my life? It's, It's not the circumstances of life. It's your reaction to the circumstances of life. Anger is a result of pride. I didn't get my way. Fear is a result of pride. Criticism is a result of pride. Complaining is a result of pride. Slander is a result of pride. Gossip is a result of pride. And God hates pride. And folks, if we want revival, we've got to humble ourselves. Because the more we humble self the more God is exalted in our hearts and in our lives. God invites us to burden Him with what burdens us. Isn't that wonderful? Whatever keeps you up at night. God says, would you give it to me? Because I can do something about it, and I will do something about it. But pride says, I'll take care of myself. I'll worry about it. I'm fearful over it. Worry is worshiping your problem. Prayer is surrendering your problem to God. Psalm chapter 55, verse 22. Cast thy burden upon the Lord, and he shall sustain thee. He shall never suffer the righteous to be moved. God says, give me your burden. It cracks me up years ago when I would walk in the mall and someone said, how's it going? I really wanted to stop them and say, not very well. But I I knew it was just a polite saying. They they really aren't interested in how's it going in your life. But God said, how's it going? Folks, all of us need Christ. Not just for salvation. We need him day by day. And when God sends problems into our lives, it's so that we would learn to depend upon him. We're very needy people. Numbers chapter 12, in verse 3, God says this about Moses. Moses was the most meek person on the face of the earth. In verse 1, it says that Miriam and Aaron spoke against Moses because he married an Ethiopian woman. And people that are critical and full of pride, oh, they think they're more important than they really are. Have you ever met someone like that? Boy, it's just like power goes their head. I was talking to a man the other day and he said, yeah, I was working with a, a guy that, you know, for years and I got him the job and then he got promoted and boy, it went to his head. Folks, God wants a humble spirit. And so they slandered Moses. And the first thing that Moses says, and that comes out of his mouth, after Miriam is struck down with leprosy, Moses said, God, would you please heal her? Moses didn't retaliate. He didn't criticize her. He didn't fight against her. Uh, Moses didn't get a group of people to persecute her on their side. Real humility is shown by how we respond to people that hurt us. And folks, every one of us has been hurt by somebody. You see, when you're humble, you say, God, it's yours, it's not mine. Folks, you want revival? You really want revival? Humble yourself. Second Chronicles 7.14 If my people which are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray. And pray. know why we don't pray? We're not humble. Amazing, I'm in the hospital. I'm thinking, Lord, I've got a lot of humility to go. I've got a lot to learn. And folks, all of us, we have a lot to learn because we tell God it's our life. We tell God it's our schedule. And Lord, if I have time, I'll live for you. And if I don't have time, well, it doesn't matter what your word says. Because life is about me. No, it's not about you. Life is about God. And a few days ago, I thought about standing before a holy and a righteous God and it brought fear into my heart because every one of us will stand before God and he'll have all the facts right just you and God you and Christ no wonder the Bible says it's a fearful thing to fall in the hands of a living God so you want your life to change I can't stop bad circumstances from happening. And I can't keep people from saying things that are not true about you. And it may get worse. And I can't control what's going on in our government today. But you can control how you respond. Every one of us can. And we can learn how to respond to the voice of God heads are bowed and eyes are closed. Heads are bowed, eyes are closed. No one looking around. What about your heart? How's your walk with God right now? Proverbs chapter 10, verse 13, it says, Only by pride cometh contention. In your married life, is there a lot of contention? It's because of pride. Are, are you always trying to work things out? You want done your way, that's pride. God hates pride. We can't hide it from God, we can't hide it from others. But as heads are bowed and eyes are closed this morning... How many with uplifted hand would say, Pastor, God spoke to my heart. I'm a Christian, but I truly want revival and I want God to work in my heart. And I realize I need to humble myself. Here's my hand. God bless you. Hands all over this auditorium this morning. Folks, your life will change when you have humility. How many would say, Pastor, I'm not sure I'm saved. I want to humble myself in the area of salvation. Here's my hand, please pray for me. I need to be saved this morning. Heads are bowed, eyes are closed. No one looking around. There's someone like that here this morning and said, Pastor, here's my hand. I'm not saved. As heads are bowed, eyes are closed, let's all stand to our feet. I'm going to have a word of prayer. And then Brenda's going to play an invitational hymn. I want to encourage you, if you want revival to happen, would you let it start with you? And this platform, it's going to be an old-fashioned altar this morning. Maybe you just need to leave your pew and just say, God, help me to humble myself. I don't care what people think about me. Revival is what we need. I need the touch of God in my heart. Father, oh, I pray that each one of us would realize we need to humble ourselves because you resist the proud. You give, you give grace to the humble. You exalt the humble in due time. Oh, God, we want revival. We say it with our mouth, but do we really want revival? Lord, our country needs revival. Oh, Lord, I pray right now that you'd have your way in our hearts. In Jesus' name, and as heads are bowed, eyes are closed, as Brenda plays right now, let God have his way. Would you pray for your country? Would you pray for your own heart? That's right, as people are coming. What about you this morning, folks? We need revival. It's easy to be critical. And it's easy to say, well, if that would change, we could have revival. No, if our hearts would change, we could have revival. You no, know, humility is a constant battle. And when people say something against you that you don't like, just tell God about it. You're nothing. They said worse things about the Lord Jesus Christ.